Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Why is it I could get it right here, but on Wednesdays I still can't get it right? I, w- I want to say it, Weeby Geeks on Wednesday. No, I don't know. Well, that voice you just heard, um, I have no clue who it is. So, oh wait, I I trick you. I do know. Um, I put a poll up on Twitter and coming in at 67% because I'm going to end the poll today, which is when it was meant to end, but there's been no activity for a few days. So I'm going to say it's safe to end. The winner is, it is your dashing duo, Derek and Mike. How's it going, really? Derek? Yep. Well, it's uh, going dashing. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Dashingly. <laughs> so, dashing duo one between dazzling, daring, and dashing. Interesting. Dazzling, believe it or not, no votes. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I had to try. Not completely surprised. I'm not either. I'm not either. Um, so real quick, check out the homepage, webegeeks.net. Going down the side of the page, um, is our affiliate links and the link to the store, uh, which for Mighty Marvel Geeks coming soon is a Captain Marvel jersey, Captain Marvel themed jersey, Cree and Hero. Well, that's just marvelous. Yeah. Mm. Your, your humor is a, a great sense of Marvel. And speaking of Marvel, Tampa Bay Lightning released their alternate jersey last night, and people are going, was it inspired by Thanos? Because the sleeves go from a black to a gray, and it looks like dust. <laughs> um, if I can find a picture, I'll show it to you. Um, there's a close... Oh, who's got the close-up? I don't want it clo- that close of a close-up. Um, so, yeah, check out the stuff there. It's... Uh, um, supporting the store helps support us as well. Now I like it on the on the. They have a Tervis with the sleeve design. I kind of like it on the Tervis, but I don't like it for the jersey. They're calling it disrupt the night. Is the whole concept behind it? Hmm. Um, uh, here's a good picture. Address. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to share a screen with you. Sorry, listeners. There it is. <laughs> See how it's going from gray into the black? Interesting. It almost looks yeah. like Thanos snapped, <laughs> and they're fading away. <laughs> Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's being nicknamed the Thanos jersey, <laughs> which I think is funny. Um, so uh tell you what wasn't funny, and I'm just going to get right to it. Congrats to your Patriots for winning. Oh, thanks. That's nice of you. So... 
Now they're, it seems odd. They're Tom Brady had players on that team that were playing it, playing Pop Warner when he won his first Super Bowl or made his first Super Bowl yep. appearance. Yeah, the quarterback from the Rams is, was the same way. Yeah. <laughs> he was only in Pop Warner. Oh, um, but I will say the whole um, commercials and, and the game itself, we're joking at work. Here in a few years, it'll be, oh, yeah, they're, they're NFL Network and everyone else is going to go Super Bowl 50 replay, Super Bowl 51 replay, Super Bowl 52 replay. Mm-hmm. Wait, this was 52, right? No, 53. Yeah, 53. So it'll go Super Bowl 52 replay, Super Bowl 54 replay. <laughs> Just totally skipped this one because it was that bad. No offense to the Patriots or the Rams, but it was just that no, bad. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was a pretty boring game overall. It's sad when the game, as boring as it was, was still better than the halftime show. So I've heard. I didn't see the halftime show. <sighs> you want me to lift my shirt up for you? That may be we a went, better look. <laughs> I've seen, I, uh, I went to my sister-in-law's house for a Super Bowl party, and then we left at halftime and went home. Good thing you saved your eyes. Yeah, I, yeah, I had no interest in seeing that. So, uh... Have you been watching The Masked Singer? Uh, my wife has. I have not. We have here. Um, it only had my interest because of uh, the whole um, Ryan Reynolds when he appeared on the original in Korea when promoting Deadpool 2. He did? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's saying um, tomorrow while wearing a unicorn mask. <laughs> when, when I first heard it, I'm like, okay, this is so Deadpool. Um, so the uh, the whole the whole gimmick behind it, it caught my interest. I haven't watched any more, only because, one, I don't understand Korean. Two, I don't understand Korean. Um, plus, I, n- I really never went out looking for it. Um, but we started watching here. This was their sixth week, and I, I will say I am four for six. I'm guessing who the who the unmasked contestants were. Oh yeah. So I I think I'm doing pretty good. Oh, well, I'll be sure to send you your medical. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, well, last week, uh, Doctor Ken, uh, what's his last name? The comedian from from Hangover. Yeah, I know what who, who you're talking about. He actually he actually got it right last week as well. So this week he came out with a crown. And goes, I want to be known as reigning champion. Well, he lost the crown this week because Robin Thicke got it right. <laughs> so he's the only one to get it right. Um, so, um, but I will say there was some more exciting stuff with social media this week in a good way. Do tell. Gail Simone making social media news. And this was quite funny. She contacted, I almost want to, I may have you check her Twitter, see if she did this to any others, aside from the ones I'm about to mention. Um, she first, I'm assuming first went to Wendy's. The Dear Wendy's, do you prefer Marvel or DC Universe? Wendy's replied, Marvel. Like, okay. Um, now, last month, when asked what the best game of 2018 was, Wendy's declared it to be Spider-Man and even went to note that its favorite Spidey was Spider-Ham in Into the Spider-Verse. Now, Marvel love goes even hmm. deeper than that because last May, Wendy's got a sick burn in on McDonald's when a truly savage Avengers Infinity War, Infinity War inspired tweet throwing major shade at its competitor. 
I am opening this up to see what it was. Um, oh, it was a picture of a Big Mac. <laughs> it was a Big Mac colon or similar colon. I don't feel too. I don't feel so good as this being dusted. <laughs> uh, and it says TFW. Yo, beef still frozen. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that, and, and, no. then, and then it was followed up by Whataburger going, the Buffalo Ranch chicken strip sandwich is only here for a limited time. I don't feel so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, um, well, Archie saw this and they weighed in, um, because it was Matthew McLean. So I thought for sure, Wendy's, you would prefer Archie Comics. You know, redheads need to stick together. Um, <laughs> and Wendy's replies back, please don't tell them we aren't caught up on Riverdale. Uh, and then Archie Comics comes back with, it's all good. We go way back with Wendy's. And they brought up a, a Twitter from February 7th. It says, uh, at Archie Comics, thanks for the reading material to go with our eating material. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, this was sharing a post from a few years ago when they when they sh- shared that particular post. Um, but others were quick to chime in on conversation before Simone expressed her excellent or her excitement over the Marvel choice. She goes, Wendy's went for Marvel, she wrote. We still love both, but it's, o- it's okay to read both, they replied. Even Valiant Comics joined in on the discussion, hoping to get some recognition from the fast food restaurant. Choose Valiant, please, Wendy's. We'll trade comics for burgers. Also, there's a scene in Harbinger Wars where Bloodshot ate like eight cows which feels like a good brand feels like good brand strategy <laughs> so this is getting even better well she even got her um little debbie is apparently a fan of this as well after uh gail simone sent them a question as and her you know the same thing dear little debbie do you prefer marvel or dc universe their reply dear gail are you referring to the movies we enjoy marvel's ambition and general success in building a complex cinematic universe with diverse heroes we also appreciate dc's universe's willingness to allow each hero's story to be told in unique ways so both uh then in a second tweet little debbie argued with the ultimatum nature of the marvel versus dc debate has a big flaw and it is which leads us to a greater thought our culture is obsessed with competition and comparison we can't simply appreciate things for what they are. References are fine, but often people act as if they have to hate one thing in order to remain loyal to another or to the other. That's bad. And you know what? I kind of kind of see their point on this because this also fits in with Star Trek, Star Wars. Sure, sure, sure. And lately, Star Wars fans and Star Wars fans. <laughs> so, um, um, so yeah. Um, so at this point in time, do we have... All of this was from like February sixth. Do we have any other her sending out any other questions? Um, not that I saw, but I do have some stuff to add to that story. But you know, I kind of um, like, somebody quoted her. Well, we need a Secret Six West Coast Avengers crossover now. Is her reply for the sake of the sharks? I, I'd be good for that. Anyway, feel free add to sure, this. Sure. So there's that whole thing brought on a whole slew 
those stuff, including some <clears throat> backlash from some people that were accusing Wendy's of just jumping on a bandwagon. Right. So Wendy's replied, you want to do this? We got time. Saw guys on hiatus. It's not really bandwagon when you've been reading for decades. So then somebody said, okay, Wendy's, what are your favorite runs from Marvel? Any current books you like? To which Wendy's replied, loved Fraction Hawkeye, The Visions, and was super invested in the original Civil War. Anything with Joe Mad Art still gives those super nostalgia vibes. Use the app, so a little behind on super current. Always love reading X-Men and digging Black Panther. Whoever is running the Wendy's account is awesome. <laughs> I want them on the show now. They are ultimate geek. I know, right? Able, and then, to, um, able to call out specific the Fraction Hawkeye. It's, oh, oh yeah. my God. So uh, Gail did uh, send that question out to Sunny Delight, uh, to which Sunny D replied, my vote goes to Ryan Reynolds as he connects all universes, <laughs> space, and time. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. <laughs> yeah, there's some good stuff on this one. Oh, apparently she sent it out to Zaxby's. She goes, the famous Zaxby's weighs in. Not sure if it's a M or a D, but Batman loses to the Panther. Because uh, their reply was, we're just humble. We're just a humble chicken restaurant. So take this with a grain of seasoning salt. Pound for pound, there's no way Bruce is, is taking the W. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I want to know. Uh, so someone else sent to Snickers. Are you team Marvel or team DC comics? And Gail Simone's brand poll. Who's not who when they're hungry? <laughs> of course, this was this was her. Um, of course, she she did all the. You know, it was her question a couple of weeks ago that we threw out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so somebody came up with here's the la- here's the latest status of Gail Simone's poll of food brands oh my god uh open image new tab thank you okay a and w man she's got a long list of this a and w archie comics able gamers charity marvel movies dc shows arby's marvel arizona iced tea marvel movies dc characters what auntie ann's marvel ben and jerry's no answer buffalo wild wings no answer bull moose marvel movies dc comics burgerville neutral carvel carvel cmu okay whatever that means oh Carvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Um, Checkers and Rallies. Archie Comics. Interesting. Uh, Chipotle. No answer. Cinnabon. Neutral. Coca-Cola. No answer. Cold Stone. DC. Corn Nuts. Neutral. That's cold. <laughs> D&D. Neutral. Oh, Dairy, Dairy Queen. No answer. Denny's. No answer. DiGiorno. Neutral. Dunkin' Donuts. No answer. El, po- El Pollo Local. Marvel. Galaxy Gaming Gear, Marvel, Grade Grade M Cookies, DC, Harvey's, Frings, okay, Hooters, Marvel, <laughs> Hostess, Neutral, Hot Dog on a Stick, Marvel, Hot Pockets, Valiant, Integrous Education, Neutral, Jack in the Box, Marvel, Jackbox Games, DC, Kahiki Foods, Catalyst Prime, what? Yeah. Krispy Kreme. No answer. Little Debbie. Peace for everyone. <laughs> Marble Slab Ice Cream. DC. I don't see Baskin Robbins on here. So, so far, two ice cream, the two, two of the bigger ice cream places are DC. Moon Pie. Incredibles. Moxie. No answer. Mr. Peanut. Marvel. Pepsi. No answer. Pop-Tarts. No answer. Popeyes. No answer. Uh, Pretzel Maker. Marvel. Roy Rogers. Own comic. 
Sbarro, <laughs> Marvel, Sheets, Marvel, Six Flags, DC. Duh, I wonder why. <laughs> Because they have the contract for mm-hmm. DC and the park for their parks. Sonic Drive-In DC. Because their little tot toys plushes have been all DC yeah. characters. Zoe's mm. got one in Wonder Woman. <clears throat> Starbucks, no answer. Steak and Shake, Marvel movies, DC shows. Steak Shack, Marvel. Steak Um, Valiant. Subway, neutral. Tasty Cake, no answer. See, I'm surprised with Subway because they, they tend to do more more stuff tied in with Disney. Why? Because mm. they they are allowed in the cast cafeterias on Disney properties. Oh, oh really? Yep. At least here in Florida. I don't know about California. Uh, Tasty Cake, no answer. Tilted Kilt, neutral. Tim Hortons, no answer. Trolley, no answer. Waffle House, no answer. Wawa, no answer. Whataburger, no answer. White Castle, Stan Lee, so we'll give that to Marvel. Wimpy UK, Marvel and Oots Snacks, no answer. Man, she she was busy with this. <laughs> That's all I got to say. She was busy with this. Uh, and then she goes, and apparently she's been doing this for, for a little bit, because she goes, Gail, uh, there's a story on NerdBot, still ties in, I can't believe I'm spending this long on one story. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Gail Simone draws a line in the sand with the help of corporate America. And this is from NerdBot, like I said. Um, and they point out a... a uh, a tweet of hers. Did you ever notice how many restaurant ch- chains sound like early Spider-Man villains? Face the fury of the Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Beware the bombast of El Pollo Loco. Loco. <laughs> Dread the danger of IHOP. <laughs> Shudder at the sound of the Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> um so in response to the wendy's question marvel comes back and says hey at wendy's and waves and then they put a picture of spider-man holding a hamburger and some sort of drink it says i think when i went through that door i kept saying over and over in my mind i need to go to tahiti i need a million dollars i need a new girlfriend <laughs> But they responded back to them with the uh, with the picture of Spider Man, and DC's reply is just a broken heart emoji. Mm-hmm. And then the Geek Pin, which I'm assuming is a uh, another uh, Geek Pin Entertainment. I, I'm not sure who this is. They reply to DC, "Don't worry, DC Comics, you still have KFC." And they show a picture of the Colonel Core comic book. <laughs> This thing has gotten carried away. (laughs) And then apparently she comes back with a reply. Sorry, I ruined Twitter again, everyone. No, you have not. Um, <laughs> at this point in time, like, we need we need to try and get Gail on the show. Like I said, I had her many years ago uh, when we interviewed her at Comic Con or at MegaCon. We need to get her on the show again. Yeah, I would love to talk to her. I would love her to 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 turn the tables on us and and ask us some of these questions as well. <laughs> so yeah. So speaking of DC and Marvel, let's jump right over to DC. Oh right, <laughs> we have <laughs> some actual stories to talk about. Unfortunately, <clears throat> maybe. well, <laughs> it, it's that it's from that company that no one seems to care about, including Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so DC has done some 
interesting things in media, both in movies and TV, uh, you could say. Um, some kind of some things that kind of make you question their thought process, uh, uh, such as the Gotham TV show, uh, the uh, Joker movie, uh, uh, you know, Batman vs. Superman, all of that. Well, of course, here's another one for you, and that is, I'm sure, when whenever you first heard about this, I think we've talked about it before, they're planning on doing a series based on Alfred, just Alfred. That's right, they're going to be doing a show called Pennyworth, which is going to be about Bruce Wayne's legendary, mm, legendary butler, Alfred Pennyworth, played by Jack Bannon who is a former British AS soldier in his 20s who forms a security company and goes to work with a young billionaire, Thomas Wayne, played by Ben Aldridge. And this is going to take place in 1960s London. Yes, so... We have a quote here from producer Danny Cannon about the show, and he says, It's 20-something years before Gotham. It's a very different world. This is the DC version of 1960s London. 13 Degrees history is different. It's not the England we know. It looks and feels like but like it, but if you look a little closer, you ask, why is that like that? Why is that building there? What war is he talking about? I'm not, not sure I would really care to ask those questions, but anyway. <laughs> so... so so Cannon refers to this version of London as, as a, a poetic reality. Notice the air quotes um, of the real of the real London. Then he said, "It's just like I wanted people in Gotham to search for the darkest part of New York." So I don't know if it takes place. I guess it is actually in the same universe as the Gotham show. So, uh, of course, there's not going to be any classic Batman villains in this show, but there will be archetypal villains and classic villains of British literature. For example, uh, he kind of mentioned that uh, possibly they could have Alfred fi- uh, up against the descendants of Jack the Ripper. Of course, Jack the Ripper will, will long be dead when the series takes place, but... Perhaps the descendants of Jack the Ripper might have gone down a similar path as him. And so uh, Alfred will be trying to stop them, I guess. So, so far, this is going to be a 10-episode series that will be airing on Epics. And because of it's going to be on Epics, they don't have to worry about censorship. And according to canon, they are looking to develop Pennyworth as a, an unhinged R-rated series. And then he says, that's exciting, and I can't wait to see how things turn out. Sure. Yeah, it seems interesting. And it's interesting, but also kind of like, why are you doing this? Because they can, unfortunately. I guess, yeah. So. It's kind of interesting. It would be more interesting to me if it wasn't Alfred and they weren't, you know, connecting it to the whole Batman thing. Right. Although loosely. Although I guess it'd be kind of nice to see what Alfred was before he was Alfred, I guess. Yeah, true. I don't know. I I'm mixed about this. Yeah, I am too. So, yeah, um, very mixed. 
I'm kind of mixed about this as well. Um, apparently, DC is going to develop a spinoff of Aquaman called The Trench. Mm. And they're going the New Mutants route. Weird. Which, learn from Marvel as they're acquiring Fox. And they're kind of almost pushing it away with New Mutants. Don't do it. Um, Aquaman met with great reviews. And, of course, exploding at the box office. So, it's no surprise Warner Brothers and DC want to uh, ride the cash flow and milk it for what it's worth. So we know an Aquaman sequel is eventually going to happen. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to wait until after the universe reboot with Wonder Woman. Uh, was it Wonder Woman 88 or 1980? What are they calling it? 84. 84. Um, so, um, this, but apparently the spinoff would not be a sequel and would be okay to do and they're calling it The Trench and Noah Gardner and Aiden Fitzgerald have been hired to write a horror tinged script centering on the, the trench the deadly amphibious creature scene attacking the hero and his love Mara in Aquaman uh, James Wan will produce alongside Peter Safran and it's said to be a modest modestly budgeted film than most of the DC tentpole movies have been budgeted for. Um, so I haven't seen Aquaman yet, so I don't know what these trench creatures look like. But everyone's saying that everyone's saying the creatures are cool and That's some people are excited that they're gonna be getting their own movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm gonna take your word for it and go, yeah, no. <laughs> really don't want it. I don't see the point in it. <laughs> I think it's maybe to ride on the the stranger. I'm seeing a picture of the trench creature. It almost looks like something out of Stranger Things. Kind of, yeah. Uh. So, um, God, the way we're recording, I feel like we're, we need to take a break. <laughs> that, that was good, actually. Um, <laughs> like that one. Yeah. So, there's a lot of excitement and build up for what will perhaps well what will definitely be the biggest marvel film in the last 10 years yeah. avenger avengers endgame uh, which is a culmination of the last 10 years and there's a lot that's a lot to uh that's a lot to put in a movie especially yeah, after everything that happened in infinity war so much in fact that the movie is going to be it has been confirmed by the russo brothers themselves it will be a three hour movie hey you know that's which I'm that's, as, that's as long as the uh cruise on the on the minnow <laughs> <laughs> yep that's right um but unlike gilligan and his comrades uh it looks like we might actually be getting an intermission in the middle of this three-hour movie what Uh, yes so um alan cerny who is a writer for the site coming soon um put out a tweet on february 5th that said rumor has it marvel is considering an intermission for avengers endgame put it all in caps As it as it is currently clocking at three hours. Bring it on. I love intermissions. Makes the movies that have them feel very, very epic. Besides, a pee break would be nice. 
now. Oh, wait. When's the last time we had a movie go so long we've they've had to throw an intermission? The last one that I saw was Titanic. I don't remember an intermission in Titanic when we there saw was, it. There was one in the theater that we had an intermission. I, I have to ask my wife to see if she remembers. Um, of course, intermissions used to be a big thing for movies. Oh, yeah. Um, because the last one I remember was Gandhi. Yeah. Uh, uh, because they used to have to change reels a lot in the olden days, so they'd use those those times when they change reels to have an intermission. Yep. Give the audience a breather and all that. But now but, uh, now everything's digital. Yeah. But so they don't do intermissions anymore. But with a three hour movie, you know, it might be a good idea for some people who might need to go to the bathroom or whatnot. Right. I remember I remember there was there was we had an intermission in Titanic because I didn't want to watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> it was your escape. <laughs> Intermission. Run. Unfortunately, it was when my wife and I were still dating, so I didn't have much choice. Funny. Uh, when Titanic came out, my, my wife and I were dating at the time. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Titanic came out when? 94? 95? Um, that's a good question. I don't remember. Uh, 1997. 97. 1997. Then we must have seen it when we went home. It came out when in 97? Was that a Christmas release? That I'm not sure. Or was it a summer blockbuster? Oh, I did not want that. All right. Uh, Find out here in a second. 97 film. Release date, December 19th, 1997. So my wife and I saw it when we went home to visit family on my winter break uh, from hmm. Full Sail. So, so there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I take it we're done with our break. Intermission is over. Okay. Well, Disney. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> Disney says Deadpool is going to remain R-rated. Uh, this is coming from everything that, uh, from Joblo.com. And I don't know. Joe Blow. Joe Blow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why this is such a big thing. Um, it says during a recent Disney earnings call with investors, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger promised that the Deadpool franchise will remain R-rated. I thought we talked about this like last month. I know this has come up recently. I'm not sure. Um, You know, everybody's worried. Everybody's freaking out. Oh, it's Disney now. They won't do Deadpool R-rated because it's Disney. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, would Marvel do it R-rated? Don't know. But if this is going to be under the Fox umbrella or Fox distribution, Mm. then why not? I think that's where we're going to see a lot of Fox, see what the Fox properties is. We're going to get the the aliens, the Deadpool, uh, some of that other stuff. Right. So sort of like uh, what Miramax used to be for Disney. But Miramax wasn't right, strong. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, mm. Deadpool is going to maintain its R rating and the F-bombs and everything else. It's just going to be sort of like when he crosses over into the other books, because I'm sure he'll cross over into other movies. Um, he'll be PG mm-hmm. or PG-13 for those other films, but his own film will stay R rated. Um now, Iger had previously said he was open to R-rated Marvel content, but after the PG-13 Once Upon a Deadpool was announced, fans were worried that Disney would use his potential success as an excuse to tame the character down. Uh, Iger's about money, and it's still going to go with what made the money most. So, 
Uh, yeah, and uh, and the R-rated Deadpool was definitely a success. Yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of crossovers, I'll throw it back to you. Oh, speaking of crossovers and Deadpool and all that good stuff, <clears throat> what about the X-Men? Well, let me tell you something. The X-Men are finally coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one form or another. Uh, will it be a movie? Who knows? A series on Disney Plus? That's a possibility. Um, <clears throat> what we do know is that, of course, the X-Men will be falling under the care of Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige. But it also means that he'll be looking for a replacement for Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Well, Jackman already because, said he was stepping down. Yes, Jackman is done. Hugh Jackman is done with Wolverine. But you know they're going to want to put Wolverine in the MCU. So oh, yeah. retiring, Wolverine, or retiring the character is not an option. <clears throat> so um, Slash Film was talking to producer Lauren Schuler Donner. Donner who was has worked on the previous X-Men films. And uh, they asked her about who, who she thought Kevin Feige might pick for a new Wolverine. And her reply was, that would be between Fox and Disney, of course. Um, obviously, Kevin and I started the first one. Ah, yes. He worked for me. He's got a great story sense. He's got a great ability to weave each world and weave those worlds together. I trust him, and I trust that he will take care of the X-Men. That is a statement I wholeheartedly agree with. Oh, yeah. Uh, Faye's been chomping at the bit for this for a while. Yes. So, of course, we do know there are still two projects that are coming out under the Fox 20th Century Fox banner. Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. Even though it's still a question now what exactly is going to happen to the new mutants but it is still allegedly coming out and dark phoenix oh boy has not been doing well in test with test audiences that is not good the late the latest review <laughs> I don't, uh, man. It just, uh, what it, it's like they gave up as soon as they found out that it was going, that Fox was getting sold to Disney. Yeah. So, as we said, Hugh Jackman has definitely said he is done playing Wolverine. However, uh, Donner didn't rule out Jackman coming back at some point down the road, possibly as an older Wolverine, but who knows. Uh, and then she said, uh, Jackman worked so hard to bulk up. He would get up at four in the morning to bulk and eat protein meals every two hours because his natural state, they used to call him worm when he was a kid. So his natural state is a very skinny guy. Once you reach a certain age, the body just won't go anymore. I think he was wise to say, I'm at that point. I can't do it. And then she said, now that doesn't mean he can't come back as older Wolverine. You never know. Future Wolverine, you never know. Although, eh, I don't, eh, eh, old man Wolverine, it's possible. but Yeah, old man Logan. Why not? And Logan, yeah. Um, so who knows? But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see who could be the next Wolverine. One of the few characters so far that has only had one person play them. Yeah. Yep. Wolverine and Deadpool, the two characters. Yeah. 
but either way, whatever happens, I'm very excited to see the X-Men come home. Yes. It's been long overdue. Yes, it has. Long overdue. You know what else to do? Disney Plus? Mm. Or did I steal your thunder? No, I was that was me hitting the ball over to you. Um, well, Disney Plus is report. Okay, before we get into this story, I'm hearing Hulu is going to be dropping their prices to around three bucks. Really? Coming up. And we know Netflix has just gone up another $2 because Netflix mm. is, a f- they're trying to milk everything they can before they're afraid of a, ne- a mass exodus when Disney Plus opens. But it seems like Hulu's doing the right thing. Yeah. Hey, let's lower the price and more people will stay. Exactly. But then again, Disney's going to own a good chunk of Hulu afterwards. So, and Disney's already said Disney Plus is going to be, should be, they want it to be the lowest of, of all the streaming services that you pay for around three bucks. That's really, unless they're aiming for that same price range. That would be, be interesting. Nice. Um, but apparently they are in development with Josh Gad on a Muppets reboot series. Uh, of course. So, uh, which I think we talked about. Muppets would be a great avenue for, you know, to put all the old Muppet shows and everything else on the on the streaming service. And Fraggle Rock and some of the others. Oh, definitely. Uh, so, a report from Season Zero, a site that tracks upcoming TV projects. Uh, this might be something we need to keep on our radar, dude. The Season Zero. The site? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm bookmarking it now while we're talking about it. Uh, but there. Um, they're saying that a Muppets Live Another Day, or Muppets Live Another Day, will be yet another series on the Disney Plus roster. So, it, it's going to be cool having the, the Henson characters potentially back in action, if this is true. Oh. Um, according to the report, actor Josh Gad is creating the series alongside Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis, uh, the duo once behind Once Upon a Time. Gad is, in, is fluent in both musical theater and comedy, so he feels like this is a perfect fit for the project. Um, the new Muppet series is yet another entry into the already impressive roster um, that Disney has lined up for the streaming service, which is including The Mandalorian and uh, in, in which uh, Tycho. Oh, if I'm going to be able to get this name right. Watiti. One more time. Tycho Watiti. Watiti. <laughs> Um, <laughs> are also involved as series directors for The Mandalorian. Uh, also in the works are Loki, which is in another series centered around Vision and Scarlet Witch. Um, Cassian Andor will have his own series and a reboot of High School Musical. Yay! Okay. My daughter will be happy. I personally could care less. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we may have to do... We may have to d- dedicate a partial episode to the season zero site and just discuss the developmental boards. And, and they've got script previews, too. Interesting. Uh, yeah. We may have to look into the site and then talk. Hmm. This could be a good friend. So, um, so I guess my question is, is, I mean, there's a lot there for Disney, but Disney's done some third party stuff as well. Yes. Well, I mean, you know. They've announced a few things for Disney Plus when it comes out, but you can't start a whole new streaming service with like four shows, right? So what could they do about that? 
Well, I mean, well, new, new, of course, new original content. I'm sure there's yeah. going to be plenty of other stuff out there. Yes. Well, I'm sure there, you know, there'll be plenty of um, older movies and shows from Disney, Marvel, etc. Maybe some of the cool Marvel animated series. Right. Maybe we get to see Spider-Man and his friends. <laughs> um, how, how about Spider-Woman, Agent of Sword? Interesting. I didn't know that existed. So I'm but, um, looking for Spider-Man stuff on, on Roku this morning. I didn't know that it popped, did either. And that popped up. Did you watch it? Uh, no, because I got paid per episode. Uh, $1.99. Yeah, no. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, but Bob Iger has, of course, as always, he has other plans as well. Uh, and one thing he said is, and I quote, I think the strategy will be long term, pretty heavily weighed down weighted toward internally sourced, but there will be occasion where we will be glad to license from third parties because the Fox deal hasn't closed yet. Ooh, that could be interesting. Some Fox stuff on Disney plus. So we can't, we can't take advantage of some of their capabilities and because we need to launch the Disney plus service with some volume and it takes time to ramp up. We're buying certain products from the outside opportunistically. So that's interesting. Yeah. No word yet on what those properties could be, but let the speculations fly. There's a lot of possibilities in what they could do. Yeah. Could be interesting. I don't know. Just the more and more I hear about this, I am just so down for the Disney Plus. Yeah. I I am too. I, I cannot wait for it. Mm, me too. So, me too. um, well, talking about shows with a twist, <laughs> CBS. Mm. Besides pissing me off at the Super Bowl with announcing the Twilight Zone going straight to all access. Oh, yeah. Um, they order a Frankenstein drama. <laughs> yes, he solves crimes. Uh, this one makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, the latest is this is a very loose adaptation of Mary Shelley's classic novel, which follows a San Francisco <laughs> homicide detective who is mysteriously brought back to life after being killed in the line of duty. It's called RoboCop. <laughs> Took place in Detroit. Um, but as he assumes his old life, he and his wife realize he isn't the same person he used to be. They zero in on the strange man behind the resurrection, Dr. Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> Stein. Um, the detective Frankenstein drama um, oh. will be in consideration for next year, next season's primetime lineup. Uh, writer Jason Tracy is responsible. All CBS needs now are vampire doctor and mummy attorney shows. And then they will have an unbeatable <laughs> oh. Thursday night block. Oh, no. So um, then attached to this was a uh, when did this story come out from Entertainment Weekly? Um, I can't I can't tell when the story came out. It doesn't say. Oh, never mind. It's from last May. So ignore that. Is it? Yeah, it was from last May. Because it's mentioning Marvel's Inhumans. Oh. So, yeah. But let's talk about well, the series that's still- coming to life instead. Ah, yes. So. Uh, everybody, a lot of people, most people know the name Robert Kirkman as the gentleman who created The Walking Dead, but he's done other things as well, including uh, a little comic book called Invincible, which was a fantastic series. And of course, uh, as we have mentioned before in the past, uh, 
<coughs> excuse me, Invincible is coming uh, to Amazon as an original animated series, which I'm very excited about. Uh, the series will be unrated, uh, which will give it room to be ultra-violent and feature harsh language like the comic. If you've ever read the comic, you know it's quite violent, uh, quite bloody, but really good. Uh, and the, what's really great is, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, the voice cast is on this sh- Invincible show is going to be top-notch. It will include voice talents of Mark Hamill, Steven Yeun, Seth Rogen, Sandra Oh, J.K. Simmons, Zazie Beetz, Gillian Jacobs, Andrew Rannells, Walter Goggins, Jason Manzoukas, Mae Whitman, Chris Diamantopoulos... Uh, Melise, Kevin Michael Richardson, Gray Griffin, and Max Burkholder, just to name a few. So they're putting some really good effort into this, which is really exciting. Now, interestingly enough, they are also doing still a live-action Invincible movie uh, with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg producing. So that's interesting. Uh, which that will also be cool, but it's where they're doing a movie and an animated series. Um, and we have a little quote from Robert Kirkman who said, I couldn't be more proud of the series Corey Walker, Ryan Otley, and I did together for over 15 years. To know our characters will live on in multiple iteration, iterations in other media is almost too exciting to bear. What Amazon is allowing us to do an animated form is nothing short of groundbreaking and I can't wait for our rabid fan base to experience it. So this sounds awesome. It's going to be a dramatic cartoon and it's going to target adult audiences. It's going to stay true to the source material in following the main character of Mark Grayson, son of the most powerful superhero in the world. Um, Interesting. Whose father turns out to be uh, an alien invader. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's no release date yet, but it is expected to come out on Amazon in 2020. And I cannot wait for this. I'm very excited for this one. Well, that's cool. Yes. That sounds very cool. Well, here's something that I don't think is cool um, (laughs) because I just I don't even understand why we're going this, this way. But we know there's four more Avatar movies coming. And apparently, according to James Cameron, who, uh, or actually, no, according to producer John Landau, who who attended a screening of Alita Battle Angel, where he addressed the Avatar franchise. Because each movie is a standalone movie that we would want to go see. You don't need to have seen the first Avatar to see Avatar 2. Um, he explained that each film will rely on a lush, digitally rendered rendered worlds, which will take the viewers on what he called a, visually and em- or a visual and emotional journey. What we have... What we have the luxury of on Avatar is is the world of Pandora, he continued. We get to keep it there, but everything can be new. We're not treading on new ground. Um, Now, the upcoming sequel is expected to take place in the oceans of Pandora. And it's the rumor title is Avatar The Way of Water. Um, It's also wrapped. That sounds like it could use. It could use what? The flush. Uh, along with the third installment, which is allegedly called Avatar, the Seed Bearer. That just sounds so wrong in many ways. Yeah, it is. 
I, I hear that name and all I can think of is oh, chicka wow wow. <laughs> um, there's no official word on the fourth and fifth films. Rumored as Avatar, the Tolkien writer, and Avatar, the quest for Iwa. Mm. Um, the movies will take place all on Pandora. Uh, what we do know is Eddie Falco from The Sopranos was recently cast as General Ardmore. The commander in charge of the RDA's interest is unclear if her role will span more than one film or which films she will be a part of. So Interesting. The, that's that. Um, so, yeah. I, I, wow. I, that's all our news. Yep. It's amazing with the two of us, we have a crap ton of news and we still get through it in a pretty decent pace. <laughs> We're good like that. I would say so. Uh, you know, I'm going to check Twitter one more time because, you know, for two weeks now, I've put out questions. Now, putting out the call for questions um, and we've gotten no response. Mm. And I thought we had good responses to the questions we got last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how about this? This is from another show. Show question. What's the one thing everyone seems to love that you hate? Their example is Heath, Le- Heath Ledger Joker sucks. There I said it. What's yours? You are incorrect. <laughs> um, well, <coughs> uh, that's a tough one. Yes, it is. Not because it's hard to think of something, but because it's hard to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Uh, I guess for me, it, it kind of goes with Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, I I absolutely I... I absolutely hated the look of all the tattoos on Harley and Joker. Mm-hmm. Which I'm so <laughs> glad they're not there for uh, for Birds of Prey. Oh, I know, right? So, ugh. but I will. But total opinion that um, that people like that I don't. Iron Man three. Yeah, I don't get that. Or or Thor I, the Dark World. I, yeah. I don't really, to be fair, I don't really remember Thor the Dark World that much, so there you go. It's probably safer that way. It's up there. But yeah, I don't get Iron Man 3. I did, I, did not, I did not care for it that much. Yeah, I don't see how... I, I didn't find it to be as great of, of a movie as everyone claims it is. Yeah, I don't get that. I could care less what the box office did. It did nothing for me. Nope. His big plot hole. If he if he ends up in the middle of Tennessee and the suit's broken, they have no way of getting back. But yet ends up further down the line and is able to call all the other armors to him. Yeah. Why couldn't and he was supposedly in con in contact with uh with whatchamacallit? Um in, in contact with uh Jarvis. Why didn't he just send another suit? I don't know. I'll tell you what's one for me, and it goes actually goes back to your previous story, and that's Avatar. I do not like Avatar. I do not think it was a good movie. And sure, it was a pretty movie, but that's all it was. The story was, was horrible, and I did not like it. So there. Okay. <clears throat> and I really don't care about the sequels. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't. I I personally don't care about uh, the the section of the park at at Animal oh, Kingdom. Yeah. I mean that that does nothing for me as well. Mm. So um so yeah, I I don't think I have anything else. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. 
And there's only one thing left to do. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. I've been authorized by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. 